Hi, with Ainsley Bullion, and this is the weekly wrap on this day, the 3rd of February 2017. In Australian dollars, gold is sitting at 15.88 and silver at $22.83, with the Aussie dollar at 76.6. So we saw both gold and silver stronger this week, despite the Aussie dollar up much stronger to 76.6. Indeed, gold in US dollar spot terms just hit a three month high, and silver is up 10% already this year. It was a week that exemplified the battle between hope, stimulus and reality, and of course Mr Trump firmly in the headlines. We saw more hope-based soft economic data out of the US with markets manufacturing PMI survey holding to the strong preliminary print we reported last week, printing at 55, the highest in nearly two years. New orders were stronger but, un- uh, but employment slipped. But it was inflation pressures that took the headlines. The input cost inflation was the highest rise since September 2014 and prices paid the highest since, since 2011. This, as we saw, the highest inflation print in two years. We write more about this in today's news article. This soft data came in the same week we saw harder evidence of manufacturing health, or lack thereof, with the December durable goods printing an awful minus 0.4%, when a positive 2.5% was expected, and of course November revised down as well. The year-on-year dropped to minus 0.8%, its worst since July last year. The M&I Chicago business barometer fell sharply to 50.3 in January versus 55 expected and 54.6 last month. This was its lowest print in nearly a year and tellingly then at a time of the early 2016 market correction. The falls were across the board with new orders, employment, inventories and order backlogs all falling. In US housing, we saw a sharp reversal of that surprise 4% rise in new mortgage applications, with the MBA mortgage applications printing a minus 3.2% and purchases minus 5.6% versus a positive 6% last print. All this came out as the US Q4 GDP figure was released, printing just 1.9%, well below expectations of 2.2%, and yet again it was trade that yielded all the pain amid the strengthening US dollar over that period wiping an incredible 1.7% from the headline number. We wonder if Donald really fully realises the implications of his actions with global trade as the euphoric US dollar has already made headwinds before other trading partners add more in retribution to his actions. Team Trump even brought Germany into the mix this week, calling the euro an implicit Deutschmark and labelling it as grossly undervalued, rankling Merkel in the process. It seems no one will be spared his efforts to disintegrate global trade. As reality started to hit this year, we've seen the US dollar record its worst start to a year in three decades, down nearly 3%, as Trump tries to counter these trade headwinds by talking it down. In fact, last night it hit its lowest point since 11th of November, and hence lost nearly all of its post-Trump gains. It's a fascinating currency tug-of-war before us, and one that looks ultimately good for gold. Just as we reported earlier in the week on the sky-high consumer confidence to Dow ratio, Later in the week, we learn that fresh after hitting a 15-year high last month, the conference board consumer confidence slipped for the first time since October to 111.8. Continuing the hope narrative, whilst the survey response on present situation rose, hope plunged with expectations slumping the most in a year, and again a year ago we had a rupturing share market and skyrocketing gold price. Indeed, history shows that February after a new president is often the worst. It could be an interesting month before us. We reported during the week uh, just how the confidence was playing out in the share market, with the Dow hitting 20,000, albeit under that again now. 
we saw the scary milestone of both the highest price to sales ratio and CAPE or the cyclically adjusted price earnings ratio in 15 years and both far higher than before the GFC. When hope started to fade this week with shares falling continuingly, stimulus came to the rescue in the form of more dovish US Fed on Wednesday night. Leaving the market with the impression a rate hike in Mark was off the cards, shares enjoyed a mild rebound and gold and silver firmed as well. A now surprise hike in March could be one of those snowflakes we wrote of yesterday. To Japan and after first taking rates into negative territory a year ago, the Bank of Japan met this week and kept its rate at minus 0.1% as expected, together with their 10-year bond yield target at around 0%. In what looked like more hope narrative, they increased their current year GDP forecast to 1.4% versus 1 in October, increased 2017 GDP growth to 1.5% versus 1.3% prior, and 2018 to 1.1% from 0.9%, all pretty awful regardless. Maybe they think their monetization program is going to work miracles as they announce they will continue nationalising their equity capital markets at a rate of 6 trillion yen in ETFs and 90 billion yen in REITs per year. They now own a mind-boggling two-thirds of all equity ETFs. Over to Europe and we saw Greece is once again on the verge of collapse. 10-year bond yields shot up 212 points and stocks tumbled on Friday as Eurozone finance ministers once again failed to break an impasse with the IMF over the country's uh, future bailout targets, refusing to unlock further financial aid unless the government meets its reform promises, which of course it's not doing. The third rescue package ends next year and they are nowhere near agreement. Still in Europe and the French elections took a turn this week with Fillon being investigated for fraud and surely adding weight to the anti-EU Le Pen's chances. Indeed, a poll, had her, a poll yesterday had her well ahead of Fillon in the 18 to 35 year old voters, though she still trailed in the older voters. And then last night, the IFOP poll had her four and a half points clear of Fillon and Macron and rising. Italy is going from bad to worse, 10-year bonds risk is now at three-year high, youth unemployment has deteriorated further, now at 41% and the government's buying shares and troubled bank MPS to keep the patient alive. In the UK, Prime Minister May got her Brexit Article 50 through the first round of Parliament on Wednesday and her white paper was released last night. It looks like the hard Brexit is well on its way and combined with the Bank of England last night keeping uh, rates unchanged and maintaining its QE program, the pound crashed last night on the realisation. At home and yesterday we saw the Aussie dollar jump to 76.4 as we recorded a record trade surplus of $3.5 billion versus 2.2 expected and off the back of resurgent commodities prices. The Aussie is now the best performing currency against the US dollar this year, up 5.9%. That has seen us essentially miss all the rally in gold and silver this year, with the spot price for each up 6 and 10% in US dollars, but unchanged in Aussie dollar gold and only 4% up in silver. At least they are not in the red like the All Lords. This week, Capital Economics joined NAB, Macquarie and JP Morgan calling two more rate cuts this year with a 1% cash rate by year's end and weaker growth forecasts and lower inflation the cause. That will no doubt reverse this irrationally high Aussie dollar and add wind to the prices of metals in our local currency. We'll catch you next week and remember, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world.